Alright, welcome back to another episode. So, you can tell by the title, this episode is about Tulum. Um, we've been here for, this is our fourth day, right? Or third day? It's the fourth. Fourth day. Uh, the timeline is off. No clue when we got here, personally. But, just want to talk about what we've seen so far, provide some value in terms of where you should stay, how much things cost, where the parties are, some insight regarding safety, um, everything that we've kind of learned throughout the trip, the ceremony that we did to Masco, that was pretty sick. I think the uh, best experience so far. That was one of the best experiences because I think Casa Malco was al- also pretty great. But yeah, we just wanna wanted to do this, you know, share the value that we've accumulated over the course of four days and is a good place to start is before deciding to book this trip um this one's fucking obvious obviously don't waste last wait last minute to book flights or hotels um we made a mistake on that which turned out to be kind of fun though because we got to experience different you know vibes the first night we stayed at mayan monkey which is a hostel but they have a rooftop bar and a dj and it's very reasonably priced for a private room, you know, air conditioning, Wi-Fi, which are, by the way, luxuries here, air conditioning and Wi-Fi. It's like, if you get that at a hotel that you're staying at, it's, you know, you're either paying a lot of money or you're really lucky. So Mind Monkey is a good recommendation, approximately $100 for a private room. They have a DJ, plays a set, they have a bar on the roof, pool, you know, people have fun, younger people too mm-hmm. from all over the world. Um, I think that's where we talk about the demographics of the people that were staying at the different places we stayed at. Yeah. So we stayed at Mayan Monkey Hostel the first night. Demographics were good. People are similar to our interests, our age. At the, um, the second place we stayed at, the Maya Resort and Spa, maybe a bit different. Um, a little more, yeah, a little more on the relaxed side. Yeah, different but, type um, of people than what we were hoping for, but still pretty chill. Mine pretty chill and also the the good point about that was it was closer to the beach the so here's another sort of i guess insight or whatever um obviously staying by the beach is really expensive but that's where all the parties are that's where all the good restaurants are that's where that's literally where everything is happening but staying in town costs less you get better like i said you get air conditioning and wi-fi guaranteed which is a luxury here um but you also have to pay like yeah let's what? talk about let's talk taxi. about the taxis because yeah, taxis cost a lot of money 30 dollars us dollars average cost going from town to the beach there's hella traffic there's one road that takes you from town to the beach and the beach essentially has a northern sort of side so playa playa parisio is kind of like a relaxed vibe you know not much happening esmeralda k is where all the parties are which is south beach south saloon beach that's where all the parties are you can't enter the beach unless you go through a beach club and every beach club has a minimum entrance so it could be anywhere from fifty dollars to three four hundred dollars depending on what venue it is um, and we'll get into some of the ones we've hit some of the ones we've liked but getting to the beach is a pain Scooter's a good recommendation. Bike's a good recommendation, but it's really hot. Um, if you're going to the beach to party, you're going to be sweating. 
by the time you get there. But taxis are ridiculous, man. I think, you know, negotiating is an option, but... That's what I was going to talk about. Negotiation is very, very important. You have to know how to talk to these taxi people because they can extort you. And if you if you don't convert into U.S. dollars and if you're traveling from America and if you're not like a local Mexican... They will extort you. They will charge you 500 Mexican pesos for a really small journey. But like if you can talk seven to them, minute drive. If you know how to talk to them, if you can be a little negotiable, if you can talk to them about you know how you're on a budget, they would probably compromise and they would probably reduce the price a little bit. But that's probably you know you never know. Taxis are crazy here. Taxis are ridiculous. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the beach clubs. Let's talk about what happened with the taxi driver today. Well, let's leave that for a little bit later, <laughs> uh, you know, because I want to get the value first yeah, and yeah. talk about the safety aspect uh, in, a, in a little bit. But beach clubs, um, that's where all the parties are. So this isn't a beach club uh, necessarily, but the first thing we wanted to do was go to Casa Malca, which is... Pablo Escobar's former mansion that was abandoned after, you know, Mexico seized all his assets and everything, or, you know, his government and Mexico and everywhere he had properties, like all countries seized his assets. Pablo's extended family, the Malca family basically acquired that property. Well, no, I don't, I don't think so, actually, because Luis Malca bought that property and he's, um, he's like an art collector. So I'm not sure if that's his family, but it used to be called something else, um, and I'm forgetting, but I think it used to be called Casa Magna or something. And then Luis Malca bought it and called it Casa Malca. Put a bunch of art. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, we hit two of the restaurants there, Philosophy and Ambrosia. And both extremely fire. And but Make again, sure you ask the staff for the underground pool. Because that's not, not everyone knows about it. Mm -hmm. underground, underground pool is actually super sick. There's a passage that takes you from the underground pool to the to the main pool yeah. on the terrace. It's pretty cool. Absolutely beautiful. But the restaurants were good too. Um, but like I said before, all of these beach clubs, all of these you know high end places, they're gonna charge you a lot of money for basic stuff. Bottle of water, ten U.S. dollars. Guess how many glasses it fills? Uh, two glasses. <laughs> it fills it fills two glasses. So That's it fills one glass each. You drink one glass of water. That's five U.S. dollars. You hit a gas station. You hit an OXO. You get two one-liter bottles for four dollars. So be mindful of that. You know, just stock up wherever you're staying with basic necessities. And some of the shit is obvious to people. You know, that travel, that have been to Mexico. But I'm just laying it all out for people that may not be aware or that may think oh, I'll just you know go to Casablanca and have everything there. Like. They will charge you these ridiculous rates just because it's Tulum, just because it's there's hype behind it, just because a lot of people are flocking and Instagramming and all these influencers, you know. They, they, they realize they can get away with it. Casa Malca was a good experience, so like, even though it cost money, it was totally worth it. Yeah. It was but, a good vibe. Yeah. Let's talk about the ceremony. Yeah, so let's we talk did. About the second day. Second day we did. We went to Azulik, which is arguably the best hotel in Tulum that's where everybody goes that's where everybody wants spot, to go yeah. that I mean like thousand dollars a night rooms minimum but um we did a ceremony there at their at their spa which was Tamasco and Tamasco ceremony is um an ancient 
ancestral Aztec ceremony, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's basically they they take you to a dome where they it's basically like a steam bath. <laughs> well, uh, all right, let's break it down a little bit. So you sit outside in a circle with, with the shaman. It's hard to explain. The shaman, Mr. Victor, shadow Victor. I'll probably tag him on Instagram when I post this. But um, he was cool. He's shaman. His ancestors used to do the ceremony, and you know this is—it's an experience for sure. Can't really explain it that that much, but if you are into you know cleansing and kind of spirituality, spiritual stuff, and experiencing like different vibes, honestly, because it, it's an experience. Like I don't think we'll ever forget the whole journey. It's two hours long, um, and I'm I'm not sure how much it costs per person, but. What was it like? Three hundred? Yeah, I think it was around two hundred dollars per person. Two hundred dollars per person, two hours, but it's definitely worth it. Um, and yeah, that was a, that was a fun experience. You get four twenty-minute sessions in in the Tamazgal, which is a dome, and there's a body of water in the middle. You used to kind of like cleanse, I guess, periodically. Uh, at one point, we were instructed to get in the body of water which might be uncomfortable for some people. Also, to point out, if you're claustrophobic or get easily claustrophobic, it's going to be kind of difficult because it's dark. They close the dome for 20 minutes, and there's basil, lemongrass, rosemary, you know, all these. Also to mention, the shaman was super nice. He Mm -hmm. actually asked us if we're claustrophobic, if we have claustrophobia, if there's any fears of, like, being trapped in a room or something like that. It was it was very comfortable. The shaman made it comfortable, you know. So if you have any restrictions or any any problems with any of the things, it was very comfortable. You can exit anytime. You can yeah. call it off. It's it's totally fine. For sure, like vocalize your preferences mm-hmm. because they will accommodate, and it doesn't take away from the ceremony at all. It doesn't take away from. Well, we don't really know because we did it the way. It, it's normally yeah, but done. We, we were we were quite chill about it. Like when we were inside, we were talking about what we actually feel, and the shaman could relate to it. Yeah, he was telling us stories as well about his life. Yeah. Um, we kind of just opening up, but that was an experience. I recommend that as well. Um, let's talk about the beach clubs. So first day we hit Coco Tulum Beach Club. It's a famous white swings, white exterior, where you see all over Instagram. Yeah, good aesthetic spot. Good aesthetic spot if you want to take pictures, if you want to flex on people. If you want to enjoy food and drinks, I would recommend Umami, which is a Japanese place. Um, it's on the other side of the street. Literally, it takes like five seconds to walk on the other side, and the prices like radically drop. Um, but Coco was chill. We went to, well, we just came back from, went to, we started at Vagalum, went to Tantra Tabu. or Tabu? Tabu. Taboo, um, Vagalum was fun. Again, all these places require reservations. Don't just try to walk in there and be like, "Yo, can I get a table? Can I get this?" And then there's also a minimum everywhere, like I said before. So be mindful of that. Um, Vagalum was fun. Yeah, the thing is, you don't need to go to the fancy places to enjoy Tulum. The vibe is exactly. everywhere. The vibe is everywhere. It depends on what your interests are. If you like good music, good parties. Well, uh, specify the genre of music. Yes. Because some people may be like, I don't like that music, you know? Yeah. Vagaloom is more like techno, more electronic, minimal, deep house. 
all of that stuff. Artists come basically every weekend. Famous artists. They come, they perform. It's a it's a good vibe, but then again, the fancy places are going to be a bit high on the price line. And if you don't necessarily need to go to those places to enjoy to them. But here's something. the thing, here's the thing. You could talk your way into a lot of stuff. Like we so if, Yeah, we, we, I mean, listen, if you're aware, if you understand that, you know, certain people are doing their job and certain people obviously want to maximize the profits that are generated, you can kind of talk your way through a lot of stuff. Like, for example, uh, Taboo, there's a security guard and there's kind of like a walkway 100 feet before you get to the reception where the, where the hosts are and everything. The security guard is going to ask you, do you have a reservation? You can literally say yes and walk in and then... The people at the reception, like, the front desk, just tell them you want to go in, have fun, whatever. Like, they don't care. Yeah, but the security are, guard is just profiling, basically. He's just doing profiling at the gate to make sure that the people entering are of a certain standard. But you can get a vibe, right? Like, if you see a place that's not that popping, obviously they want more people in there. Even if there's, you know, you just, you can finesse your way through a lot of things. Vagaloom. They told us you have to buy bottle service, you have to do this to get a table. And we just went in there, we didn't do any of that shit. We did whatever we wanted to we do. We ordered pizzas and cocktails and it was totally true. Yeah, we just did whatever we wanted to do. Um, and you could do that here if you know how to talk. If you just like following instructions or whatever, or you're like not really into confrontation, potential confrontation, because people are very nice and understanding here. But there are certain places that, you know, have that sort of, attitude um, obviously because all these famous people really wealthy people go to these places and they will try to extort you for money they will try to kind of question your status let's say but if you just know how to talk you you know it's all chill um, what else safety I guess let's talk about how you need to dress up because it is really really warm in Tulum like the beaches warm yep you need to have you need to be in proper outfits to go to the beach the beach clubs you need to be in good outfits yeah. but to then you're going to but then you're going to be hot you're going to be and we've seen a lot of girls walking in heels yeah, for they're like, not comfortable yeah and then the roads here aren't the greatest there's no sidewalks for for pedestrians so you you, you know you, you want to get into the place you got to dress up but you're going to be uncomfortable unless you're paying $50 each way to go in a taxi which again, you can negotiate. Um, but let's close this out with safety and sort of overall thoughts, I guess. We still have a few more days here, but just wanted to make this, um, you know, I guess mid-trip for the people, let them know. But safety is, it was a concern before we came here. We are hearing about shootings. We were hearing about everything, the violence, the cartels that are kind of fighting for territory. Um, and Isn't every thing is we heard about two sides so the side we heard about was the shootings and we should be careful where we go and what spots we hit up and the other side was the shootings and it's a common thing here and it's gonna happen and don't let it stop you so the thing is it's on you like what you choose you could be cautious and you could be careful and not go to the, the spots when they're shooting but you could also be <laughs> But you could also be chill about it because the thing is, it's a common occurrence here. It's a very common occurrence in Mexico. And it's also not targeted at tourists. But here's the thing. Tourists can be bystanders, right? They can get caught up in the crossfire. Um, and again, 
from every person that I talk to, you know, people that have been here. First of all, shout out Andrea for the insights. Um, she was here like two weeks ago, a week before we decided to come here. And there was a shooting when she was here in a beach club. And she said people just kind of ran and she was kind of chill about it. Like everything returns back to normal within an hour. Um, and we didn't think we would, you know, be in the middle of one. Not, not in the middle of one, literally, but be in the vicinity when one occurs. Um, but again, same thing. We There were two huts in front of or, or behind where the shooting happened. And we frequented those huts. We went to those huts two days in a row. And we were about to go there. And we were literally, literally, we were on the way there. We were thinking about going there because we switched. Uh, by the way, let's talk, we didn't talk about this place. That's what I'm um, going to get to. Yeah. Mystique. So Mystique is a beach club as well. And, and they also have luxury sort of like condos. Um, these are very reasonably priced and you get a lot more for the money, like dining table, you know, every proper amenities. Um, it's in a beautiful location with restaurants, grocery store, gym, yoga studio, like pools. The property is gorgeous. Property is amazing. But the only reason why we didn't go to that place today was because it's too far away. We didn't want to get there early and, you know, go there, come back, go there, come back again. So we're like, let's just go there around 8 when we have the reservation. But right when we were supposed to go there, um, you know, we decided to go and sit at a restaurant. Uh, in the in the property, and you know, twenty thirty minutes later, we see police cars, military vehicles, lights, heading to the beach, and there was a shooting that occurred right in front of the shop where we were supposed to go, and that's crazy because, so allegedly it was um, a taxi driver that was a drug dealer, and the, you know I guess he got caught up in something, um, but this happens. Didn't think it would happen while we were here. Literally, the the receptionist at the hotel told us that <laughs> she three, was surprised. Yeah, she was surprised that this didn't happen sooner because she said three days is actually a long time for the shooting to happen. Like, this shit happens very frequently, like very very frequently. Happens very frequently, but that's essentially what you know comes with being in Tulum. Um, we can actually see cop lights outside our window right now yeah we see flashing lights outside the window but here's the thing we've felt fairly safe i mean we've walked around a lot we've we've walked around a lot we walked around on the beach road where all the parties and everything is like we walked around at night during the day we felt super safe never felt really that sketched out or anything um but again this is around here mexico everywhere I think Cancun might be safer, but it's bigger as well, more properties. Um, but Tulum, you definitely want to come with people. Like, solo trip is cool, but you got to be really careful. Like, solo trip, you want to party, you want to do all these other things. Like, I want to be really careful, but definitely come with people. Um, let's just end this. We're, we're already 20 minutes in. I hope this has been of value. Um, it's been super fun being here, and we'll probably do another one when we're about to leave sure. let's see let's see what what other shit goes down while we're here so if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to leave five stars on itunes that helps out a lot helps the algorithm if i've ever been of value that's the best way to you know help me out continue to do what i'm doing uh, follow on spotify hit me up on instagram at the flex coach and let them know what your instagram is as well oh, it's rashank l 
Yeah, hit him up. I appreciate him being here um, doing this episode. And yeah, check out Envision, the sponsor of this episode, nvzntoken.com. If you want to purchase Envision tokens, go to whitebit.com. Simpler, cleaner, better future. And it's a beautiful company to work with. Great people, great leadership, and great mission, honestly, because what they're doing is amazing. I mean, there's so much waste in the world. And what they do is they provide a token that not only tracks the waste, but also they also are developing technologies that convert the waste into renewable products. So I encourage you to check them out on Instagram as well, NVZN Token. Um, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you.